Blog Talk Radio. Hi there. Welcome to Healing from Harmony Hall. Uh, you probably know by now that Harmony Hall is in Ireland, and this is Paddy's weekend, St. Patrick's weekend, I mean. And uh, so it's a time to celebrate all things Irish. All the beautiful countryside will be out for a walk on Mount Leinster, hopefully on the day. And uh, what else is happening? Well, the, the main thing I'm celebrating recently, this last week, is J.P. Ryan's new album. It's out at last. I went to the album launch last week. Absolutely epic. I mean, songs straight to the heart. And uh, so many, I mean, some lo- lovely ideas. Even the very first song called The, the Great Devotion, as in the, a boat called The Great Devotion, as in Ocean as in what a fantastic play on words and and loveliness all round. So I'm going to start by playing that. Uh, He's playing tonight, I think, literally uh, this very evening, 15th of of, um, March 2014, in Waterford. And uh, probably another chance to hear these songs. And uh, obviously you can get the album on www.jpryanmusic.com. Uh, I've got mine at the launch, so I'm on a, on a roll with it already. But you'll absolutely love it. If you've loved any of his last album, the Dancing with Anima album, uh, you'll love this. And there's so many so many great conscious projects on at the moment. I've been hearing about someone called Marion Williamson, who's in Los Angeles. She's a politician and she's going for it. She's trying to redefine politics away from, how did Freya put it, away from uh, power and away from, um, well, I'm not sure, but away from power is a good start, uh, and towards compassion. You know, so really trying to reorganize, think what needs to be done, care about uh, the impact that, that uh, different companies and different countries have. And, and she says also that there's work to be done in every country, that we should all be getting involved. And so a dissipation of power uh, for each person to do as they feel should be done. And so, as, as always, this show is a chance to be talking about what you feel needs to be done, what I feel needs to be done. And, uh, and as I'm the only one here today, I'll just wax lyrical about it. I, I had a fantastic report that I got from the European Parliament about how they're going to address problems in the environment. And I was like, surely... How, how does anybody, how does any politician or group of politicians deal with all these matters, really apply themselves and allow what they're hearing to change their policies and change their plan of attack? Because that is what needs to happen. People need to be keep listening, keep learning and shifting their ideas and their plans to suit the new information as it arises. So anyway, let's start with this great song. Why not? The Great Devotion by J.P. Ryan. Hang on a second. Yeah. 
Totally love it. It's so immediate, yeah. His music, his lyrics, and he's also like a. I think he's got a master's or something in art therapy, and he's fantastic uh, heavyweight lifter and you know basic kind of all-round sportsman. And it's it's so interesting to to meet someone, know somebody who is is doing combining all these aspects of life uh, in a heartfelt way and uh, expressing them so in such a lovely way. So that's an absolute joy, and I think I've just seen on on um, Facebook, I think, that there's a whole Kilkenny music scene that we, I need to find out about. But for the moment, I'm perfectly happy with my <laughs> my few albums and working with JP. Uh, but uh, it's great. So let me just have a look at this this thing now. Resolution on the environment, security, and foreign policy. Wow, gosh. Potentially heavy stuff. I've been hearing a lot about the use of uh, military-related resources, so money that's been put aside for security and defence uh, being used to develop technology, whether that's a really a good idea. You know, I mean, it, it is what has been happening. I gather that a lot of Apple, uh, the developments in Apple Mac um, were, were funded by kind of state grants uh, with, with the defence in mind. So I think in principle it's it's an absolutely great thing. Whatever will extricate a little bit of money in the uh, you know in the name of in name of progress. Uh, so it really comes back down to the use of the technology. 
So once it's, once it's developed, now we have it. Now we've done that development. We really need to, uh, in a way, authenticate the people in charge of the technology. Uh, so rather than it being you know, a, a great idea to allow, you know, for example, greed uh, or, or um, some sort of domination of one market or another, whether it's food or whether it's you know, war and peace or whether it's, gosh, what else might there be? Well, it, it, any, any major resources and, and think is, is that we have the wrong people overseeing proceedings. We have the wrong people uh, wielding the power, when in fact it could, it could only a very small shift uh, be put to very good use. You know, the I mean, the internet is a wonderful example where we have a chance to hear about what's happening uh, in you know in America, in Ireland, uh, you know, uh, far far and away, far and fields, Japan and countries. Uh, where people are doing great work and and trying to you know rescue well the, you know gorillas from the deforestation and dolphins and uh, from the uh, madness of old old traditional practices and uh, and in a way these old traditional practices are a thing that we really want to address today. Uh, you know, we might all think we're quite modern and quite, you know, independent of thought, but I don't think we actually are. I think that we've, in a way, been taught to stand by what we believe in with conviction. So really, regardless of, it, of when you accrued this uh, idea of who you are, and regardless of um, any, any potential to expand, uh, people have been taught to just stand by their original plan, plan. And I'd love for this show to be a chance for people to start to dismantle their own apparatus, their own mental apparatus, their own spiritual apparatus, because there are so many spiritual beliefs that do not serve you, and so many mental uh, beliefs uh, and, and understandings of reality that do not serve you. And, you know, well, we all know about the emotional state of affairs. God knows we spend uh, decades trying to undo difficult memories or, you know, a, a stressful family background or, or however, whatever shape it's taken, a difficult event. And so these, these are not just to be, oh, I have to like it or lump it. That isn't what you have to do. You have to, you have, you, we have a great opportunity here. We have a great opportunity with this new quantum physics understanding of, of, um, of energy and more and more evidence. In fact, the evidence has been there for like 100 years, but more and more evidence that we are not just solid, um, inevitably, inexorably aging and decrepitizing. Uh, that's the new word I just made up there. Um, human beings, we are actually much more fluid. We are more fundamentally made of light. And we are little schisms of energy that can express in an absolute multitude of ways, express ourselves, express love, express creativity, uh, ex um, 
and almost with a with a vision of being a successful life form. So kind of trying to bring it back to that. What would it be to be a, a successful life form? We all have that kernel, that still point within us, uh, where where health, balance, um, understanding of, of our our possibility and our magnitude exists. So I hope through this work to bring people, and it's a sort of a distance healing that I'm doing, so I'm always forever uh, divining and tuning in and asking if there's anything disturbed or troubled in, in my energy field or in any of the listeners' energy fields that is that can be rebalanced at this time, that can be kind of um, ironed out, let's say. <laughs> Why not? Because we don't want to get rid of anything. We, we want to just iron it out, shake it out, let go of some of the attachment to the old idea, old ideas of who we were, who we are, and then we've got a chance at creating something different. Now, at the moment, when I look at this great list, of, uh, of of tasks, you know. So basically, uh, you know, how are we going to deal with the anti-personnel landmines that are all over uh, various countries and that are a huge impediment to development? You know, how are we going to deal with um, nuclear weapons and uh, whether we're going to actually try and abolish nuclear weapons and how we might get rid of them safely? And then, gosh, what are we going to do about chemical weapons? You know, this, these things, they seem to have only come to light in, in recent times. You know, like who's got nuclear weapons and who's going to do what with them and who's a threat. But actually, this, this has been going on for years. I mean, there is this, I mean, this document alone uh, was written long before 9-11. And uh, it, it was, you know, 10, 11, 12 years ago. And... Um, and so what we're dealing with is uh, a situation that's been around basically since the Second World War and possibly before that, oceans and oceans of chemical, uh, chemical weapons and uh, bombs and mines all just discarded and, and rotting away somewhere, but not rotting away in a nice kind of compost way, but literally uh, toxifying various stretches of ocean and air and soil. So we need to have a plan of what we're going to do with it. And uh, one plan that came from the old paradigm was why don't we relabel the chemical weapons as very useful pesticides. What we'll do is we'll pop them on the garden, on all the crops, and, and, um, and poison people gradually. But we won't mention that bit. We'll just mention how brilliant it is to uh, kill off the pesky slugs that are bothering, are bothering the development of a really nice harvest. Uh, or, but actually, one can see that isn't necessarily the way to approach um, the useful uh, moving on from an excess of chemicals left over from a wartime scene. That we can do better. We really, really can do better. And we could put our heads together and we can do better, basically. So that's what I'm hoping. And the other thing is that we we have amongst us great expertise. You know, uh, whether it's whether your expertise is uh, is communication, 
or whether it's literally something more tangible like engineering and uh, reapplication of of these things that we have created, there is a, a huge uh, possibility for for development. And I've got I've got Cupid in the background. Cupid, excuse me. Hang on. <laughs> so um, sorry about that. So basically, what we're trying to do is uh, is remember. Well, that's actually nice to think Cupid is one of my dogs, and. Uh, Cupid is also obviously the representation of pure love. And it's kind of nice to think of him in the background. And maybe that's one of the first ways we can start to really readdress these situations, is to realize that behind all this stuff, all these creations, there is love. It might seem, it might seem uh, far-fetched or unnecessarily optimistic that behind chemicals, and uh, nuclear developments and different technologies, that there is love. It seems like maybe there's only greed or maybe only domination. But actually, that is not strictly true. Every idea has been pulled out of the stream of consciousness. It is there for us to find ways of expression. It's only a very slight energetic tweak (laughs) that is needed to, to make to make things really work for us. And, and thank God we have nature here to show us, you know, still intact, you know, to show us, if we listen and watch nature, to show what does work and make our choices in, in regard to that. I remember hearing that the seventh dimension, <laughs> don't get me started on how many dimensions there are, but the seventh dimension is the dimension of sound. And that is, you know, from the most original sound, which is the the low drone of the planets moving on their axis, right through to human compositions like by Bach and Beethoven, all tap into this or express this seventh dimension. And uh, I gather that the one way that we can actually really uh, access the seventh dimension consciously through meditation is to watch the flight pattern of birds. So here's another way that we can look at nature, something that happens every day, you know, whether, whether it's somebody, as in a bird, flying overhead, or whether it's the grass growing, or anything unfolding, even in your own little window box, or in the sky above. Just watch what nature is coming up with. And, and try and allow a gap between your thoughts that will allow in that infinite organizing power of nature and allow in a more expansive understanding of how we can move forward and how what you yourself know as an individual can be brought to the party. You're brought to the universal party, not just to your own nearest and dearest. But I think there's very good reason why we're all on the planet at the moment. There's not one like spare with like nothing to offer. <laughs> so you'll be glad to hear. So we have one more song right now because I think it might even start with a little bit of bird song. And this is JP Ryan, but from his last album, and it's called Colours Everywhere. A bit of a favourite. Here we go. Embrace the morning with a new conviction. Just look around you. There's colors everywhere 
here as in like energy clearing and I'm divining I use my pendulum and I'm just asking for my heart to connect into what needs to clear for people for the environment for the powers that be and to bring that power back into each and every one of us so it's a, it's a lovely process um, the idea of the uh, the birds being seventh dimension. I, I got that, I think, from a Barbara Hand Clow book called The Pleiadian Agenda, uh, which is absolutely great. Everyone likes to think, call it the Palladian Agenda. But my father, who is extremely careful on his wording of words, <laughs> said, no, 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 that's a completely different constellation. And with that spelling, it's the Pleiadian Agenda. <laughs> so I'll stick with that. And the idea of a gap between thoughts is Deepak Chopra. Absolutely wonderful idea. 
of just slowing down the mind, not to have an empty landscape, not to have like a sort of barren, barren wasteland uh, of, of nothingness where you no longer know who you are, there's nothing going on, you're not really sure about any of your understanding. Nothing like that. Just a quietness, uh, a space to actually listen for something new, something you hadn't seen before, a crack in a sense. Uh, in your uh, endless reasoning and understanding and planning and uh, uh, and thought processes in general to allow in new thoughts and to witness another realm of things in your uh, in your experience, I suppose. So I'm clearing also for that, and this distance healing is something that goes on all the time at, at Harmony Hall. It's it's built on sacred geometry principles so <laughs> what that actually means is there's eye shapes and as in the shape of an eye I think it's called a vesica pisces in in geometric terms it's uh, it's got a fireplace as a vesica pisces it's got a whole room double height with a vesica pisces it's got a golden spiral at the center many people will know that the golden the golden spiral is considered the most original of all shapes and it represents, uh, in healing terms, the resolution of conflict. And but the thing is that what the the well, there's various lovely things about it. Uh, one is that it keeps the flow going, so you can't get stuck in polarity thinking. I can think for a minute, oh my God, you know, how am I going to do that? Or is everything going to be all right? Or you know, a, um, a negative thought or a wor- yeah, or a worried thought, but actually nothing can get nothing can get um, stuck here. It's like a spin path <laughs> of information, and that's why it's so good for healing. And the other great thing about it is the realization that everything has a vibration. So even an inanimate object like a house has a vibration. And so even if I'm not here. Uh, twirling the pendulum and tidying up and and doing uh, client sessions or getting creative or playing music, even if none of those things are happening, the house is vibrating away in a wonderfully resonant, healing fashion. So that can, for many houses, that can't really be said. You can imagine that a house that is sacred geometry, because it's reflecting shapes that are constantly found in nature, the spiral, the eye shape, the seed shape, which is sort of an ellipse. What else is the the ratio, the 1.618 ratio, like we have from knuckle to knuckle, and a bee has, for example, from head to thorax to wings. Every single thing in nature has this ratio, as does this house. And so, I mean, obviously it would be ideal for all buildings to reflect this uh, sacred geometry. But uh, it's not often the case. A lot are are built just for a bit of space. What we'll do is we'll just put a bit of a cube down there and stuff a little little bit of a triangle in there, try and make the most of whatever little patch of, of ground or roof space we have. But if you can... I would also recommend putting pieces of art or making things uh, even better that have this sacred geometry represented in it because that will bring that 
uh, healing power and that constant healing vibration into your home as well. So the, the wonderful thing uh, that we can all do is to spend a little bit of time every day upping, so raising, our own vibration. Now, how that can be done is, in a way, as Lucinda Drayton would say, by simply making the decision to treat yourself well. In a, this raising of consciousness can be seen as, in a sense, gosh, if we can raise our value of ourselves, if we can truly value ourselves, then we have something to overflow and value and appreciate the world that we have, the people that we have in it, the environment that we have around us. Uh, if we're in a state of mm, either self-doubt or feeling like we're not enough or whatever old uh, residual ideas uh, which might you might have you know, taken on board as you know, pleasantly humble or pleasantly uh, decent, or but whatever they are, they are at very least mediocre and at very worst, completely self-destructive. So the only way we can up what we're creating on an on a individual and grand scale is by upping the quota of love that we show ourselves. That we can almost, the quota of love that we can bear witness to. And the way to do that is through meditation, I think. Although meditation isn't necessarily my favorite practice. <laughs> my favorite practice would be gratitude. Gratitude and clearing. Gratitude is when you know you basically pause for a moment in the day and say and really feel how glad you are of you know five or six of the important things in your life. So it might be that your parents are still alive, or it might be that. Well, for me, it's my parents are still alive today. And uh, secondly, it might be the, I've made three loaves of bread. Ha <laughs> ha, praise the Lord. So there's some lovely homemade food um, at any given moment, should I want some. And the garden's coming on great. And all the animals are well. And the sun is shining. And to really feel that, if you can hit on anything that you can be glad of, you... You are literally, you can feel the shift in your heart to, to gladness. And, and you will notice it because it is so distinct from the slightly fraught, uh, hardened heart that we have tended to work with to keep ourselves motivated. Like, come on now, no more messing about, let's get organized. You know, got to get up, got to get on. Is this sort of uh, drive. So we're moving from a state of drive into a state of uh, self-motivation fueled by enthusiasm and gratitude for the life we have. That's the plan of attack. For the fun of it, I think I'm going to play one of Lucinda Drayton's short meditations now. It's just six minutes, and it's sort of giving, hopefully, listeners a chance just to try this new way of meditating where... You just pause for a second and 
in a way, pivot your ideas from one of, uh, from, from wherever they are right now, to a new conscious creation. So anyway, I'll play it now and report back. Uh, report back <laughs> if any great inspirations come to you. I'm uh, always very excited to, well, to work with people. Cooperation has uh, got to be the way forward. And networking, communication, and healing, and supporting positive projects. There's so many great things happening. I mean, I've, the people I've been speaking to, I mean, Freya Lawton, uh, she, uh, uh, on her own account, you know, has been has been writing you know, wonderful books uh, and and literally just a few minutes in conversation with Freya raises your clarity, raises your your health and your understanding of what's going on and how to stay present with yourself through any sort of crisis. You know, absolutely brilliant. And then I've spoken to. Uh, Michael Rice in the past, the the brilliant architect who designed this place and has designed only brilliant bioarchitecture, you know, sacred geometry houses in his entire career. I mean, there's absolutely no compromise whatsoever. If he's going to build it, it's going to be absolutely brilliant. And that's that sort of policy and that sort of attitude is what we want to put forward. And and Freya as well with her with the peace intention, actually creating a a, a brilliant vision. Uh, and a system for le- releasing the old paradigm way of thinking. Who else? Gosh, I mean, well, I've obviously talked to JP as well, JP Ryan and Lucinda Drayton. And next week I'm going to talk to Bernadette Phillips, who uh, has a company called New Insights for Change, and an absolutely brilliant speaker, international speaker, and understanding that through psychic awareness, you can have the insights that we need for change. So instead of getting stuck on dealing with old material, sifting through old material and staying with the 3D knowledge that we have and we can kind of bandy around, just straight into the heart of the matter, asking, you know, say the universal stream of consciousness or asking nature or asking her higher self. Who knows? Maybe I'll find out next week. But whoever she asks, she is tuning into other aspects of her own consciousness to bring in insights for change. This is a this is an ancient method. I mean, I seem to remember the shamans, I don't know, saved Athens from locusts or something. You know, there were people uh, by understanding. Oh, and that was wonderful because that was obviously back in the day, hundreds of years ago. And I think they said that the only way you're going to get rid of this pestilence is if you give uh, women. Um, the leadership, the vote and the leadership, because that is what needs to happen. So, in a way, <laughs> seriously ahead of their time. Uh, or maybe that was before there was a great division between the sexes. But what we need to do is is, is allow, just allow the fact that uh, beyond the details that we've been stuck with, what we can, the science, the physical, what we can see and prove, we have so many more assets um, and uh, and faculties that we need to tap into and can tap into. And hopefully, uh, through this uh, energy clearing today, we're dismantling some of your disbelief, some of your uh, um, 
unhelpful beliefs and and some of mine too and allowing in uh, what we need to move forward as a collective uh, as a network and as a force for good you know a force for compassion and um, and a recognition of the interconnectedness of, of all things so that's that's what we're aiming for and I've got a good feeling about it so let's Let's pause and see what our part might be in all this. Sitting quietly, I begin the journey inwards. I become aware of the thoughts passing across my own mind. I sit and watch the thoughts. I don't judge them or try to change them. I sit and listen. And then, I begin to place thoughts on the screen of my mind. I am a powerful being. I am a powerful being. feeling of joy, 
this is the feeling of my future. I see myself walking. I am powerful. I am strong and tall. I walk with purpose. And I walk with joy. My heart has healed. And I am able once again to enjoy every day, to enjoy every moment. Once again, I am filled with happiness. Once again, I am able to love and be loved. Once again, I can trust. This is a vision of me, the person of courage who took the healing journey, who chose compassion and forgiveness, who chose to walk in love. And as I do so, love and forgiveness and compassion flows towards me. And I am able to create a life of purpose, a life of joy. And as I gently come back to my day, I open my eyes, I take a deep breath, and I walk into my future. is absolutely magic and it's funny because we can think small or we can think big or we can do both in a way I mean I, I was applying myself as I promised to in my in my blog I have a blog on my website the which is healingbyfrank.com and that's Frank with a C from Francis so yeah so uh, and in that blog, I said, right, well, I'm going to just apply myself to so what's happening uh, politically for the environment and, and see see what can be done on an energetic level, sort of a behind-the-scenes level. And what I was just reading there was it says that despite the complete transformation of the geostrategic situation since the end of the Cold War, 
the risk of catastrophic damage to the integrity and sustainability of the global environment has not significantly diminished. So it should have got better, but it hasn't. Because basically, uh, well, it might be from the accidental or unauthorized firing of nuclear weapons uh, or of the what to say, or the authorised use of nuclear weapons based on a perceived but unfounded threat of impending attack. So they want to try and arrange one thing. One is to um, transfer all weapons into strategic reserve and then work towards complete elimination of nuclear weapons. Surely that's what has to happen. You know, so I'm, I'm just asking for that to, to come up. I mean, people have just run from one worry, like a wartime worry, to another set of worries. For example, you know, the flow of refugees or ethnic tension, terrorism, international crime. Uh, there's all sorts of conflict to, uh, to keep, keep the anxiety going, keep the agitation going. But actually, we uh, should be using this time and can use this time to try and correct what has been done uh, in the name of war or in emergency situation, let's say, to the environment. And now is our time to do it. So I'm just tuning in for, for that to be able to come about, that to come back almost onto the table. So, yes, right. Well, let's get, get absolutely rid of, of nuclear weapons and chemical weapons. But also, let's think about what we're doing in a more domestic way. I mean, we can easily say, right, that's something for you know, the, um, the governments to sort out amongst themselves who's doing what and to keep a handle on security or, or to, uh, to decide to go to war or not to go to war. But actually, the, that isn't really the case. Uh, if we can... Actually, well, on that, on that front, if we can clear our own fear of crime and terrorism and, uh, and all, all those fears, these are what perpetuate this, the, use of, the use of all these resources and uh, keeping all this conflict going is that we are saying, oh, gosh, well, maybe we do need, maybe we do need the army, maybe we do need this, it's, that self-protective approach is basically what causes the danger in the first place, and it perpetuates the misuse of, of the, not just our financial resources of, of our country, but also our, literally our resources, uh, such as you know, fossil fuels. So if you're thinking about our domestic use, us as individuals, what we can do, I mean, at the moment, the world's resources are, are being exploited as if they are inexhaustible. And basically, uh, in this report, it says, this has led to an increasingly frequent natural and environmental disaster. Even now, as an exercise, allow yourself to think, where does my electricity come from? Where does my petrol come from? I mean, I've just had a realization there. Good Lord Almighty, um, that they, it's in an Irish, uh, it's an Irish word, it's called board goth. But in a very simple translation, that probably means board 
the, the board of the gas board, uh, which we don't have gas out here. So I hadn't really focused on the connection, but I, I think it's, it's definitely something that I'm going to have to look into, that actually uh, I might be getting my electricity from a company that is involved in fracking. It's obviously completely outrageous and, and not at all in keeping with uh, how I want to live. So we have to let, as, as ideas come to us, as, as understandings come to us, uh, we have to let that change what we're doing, how we're living. For example, I, I lived uh, many years ago, now maybe 15, in a, a little farmhouse. And uh, on the one side there were cows, and on the other side there were calves. And and there was an awful noise, obviously, because they were being, they'd been separated from each other to keep the cows milking um, and producing milk, but to um, to get the calves separate to get start getting them fattened up um, for to be killed off, I suppose. And what happened was I started to tune in because I was really into animal communication at the time, and I said, "Yeah, how come you how come you um, dribble?" You know, why do cows dribble? You know, why, what's the kind of, it seems like a bit of a design um, malfunction, you know, that uh, they're just, and they said basically because we're kept in a constant state of breastfeeding, you know, we're, we're constantly producing, you know, producing and producing. And uh, that's why they, uh, that's why they're in that state and, and so, so docile and so dozy to the extent of actually dribbling most of the time. And uh, so anyway, after further communication and much friendship uh, with cows, um, I obviously gave up meat and gave up dairy and started to feel that, that was none of my business to, to be participating in, uh, in an industry that, you know, that separates you know, mothers from their young or, 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 um, or any of the other aspects to it. So uh, it might not be the same road for everyone else. Other people might make different decisions. But if you start to just notice what you're doing, where where your food's coming from, where your um, you know where your fuel's coming from, and also uh, the other natural resource to really get excited about is your water. You know, the, we take it for absolute granted. You know, in in many countries that. We could turn on the tap and there'd be plenty of water. You know, I, I, but I've actually heard stories where uh, people, a whole valley that was once lush uh, in Spain has now, that river has now been passed through a pipe to conserve water because they're so short. And, um, and therefore the whole surrounding area is now barren. <laughs> so it's not, it's not to be taken for granted by any shape or form. And and just out of force of habit, people are still uh, putting fluoride into water, and uh, that is you know extremely unhealthy. You know it's like a meltdown for the human brain, and we need our faculties about us. So just think about what you're getting from where. Oh, I also heard that a plastic bottle. Uh, if you think of getting plastic bottled water, uh, a, a plastic bottle takes something like seven liters of water to make. You know, so the, there's, there's an absurdity. We need to get a, our coherence about our own individual lives so we 
understand what we're doing. And we don't go, oh, well, I can't afford to do things differently. Or I don't... Just allow your mind to think about it. Allow yourself to address uh, your life so that it is as coherent and as harmless and as beneficial uh, as possible, energetically, healthy energetically as it possibly can can be. And then watch the ripple effect on what we create outside. It's, I really believe that it's our choices uh, that will, will make a difference to the bigger picture. In fact, I know it. I know it for absolute definite. And to celebrate, I'm going to play another song. Why not? Pity not to. There is a time for peace. And there's a time for war. And there's a time to fight for what you're looking for. And there's a road ahead forever calling you. There's a time to speak what you believe is true. How much misfortune must we all endure? Have we not been trampled to the ground? Searching your heart for what you're looking for. For it's only here it can be found. There's a time for silence. There's a time for quiet. There's a time to take a stand and speak your mind. And there's this earthly soil that's pressed beneath your feet. You work with sweat and toil to try and make ends meet. Much more torment can a poor man take. You go and kick me on the ground. There's no denying I'm about to break. But I won't take this lying down. Brilliant. 
And uh, so what we're doing here is, is magic in a sense. We're literally, we're doing what you might call action at a distance. Uh, apparently as a result of some type of mental activity. That's what seems to happen. That basically, I apply myself mentally and energetically. I, I apply my heart at the same time and ask for resolution. I set an intention. This isn't, uh, this, this is magic because it happens in an intangible way and it can happen with far-reaching results uh, that can be witnessed. I mean, some people have a very concentrated power that can, you know, literally take, take a, a disease from a, from a body. And some have a, 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 a broader picture you know, where they might be healing uh, or blessing water, like Dr. Emoto does, where, you, where you're blessing all water uh, and, and sending a ripple effect to all reality uh, in your intention. So it doesn't really matter. And, and you might be addressing something physical. You might be addressing something emotional. I mean, one of the other things that mentioned in that report for the European is to watch out for uh, a company called HARP, which are based in America, supposedly disbanded in 2013, uh, who were effectively uh, tuning in to uh, the outer atmosphere of the Earth and using electromagnetic waves, uh, able to affect people's emotions and moods and upload uh, suspiciously familiar frequencies of fear or terror, anger, or uh, depression, and all those uh, 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 without the recipients ever knowing about it. So it is taking place both in, in uh, for the good and for the bad. It's taking place both intentionally uh, and and by great chance, you know, if you see what I mean, <laughs> and unconsciously rather than by great chance. So people are willing uh, a lot of things to happen and they are happening. Uh, so all this thing, is, you can imagine how you're, it's very important to monitor and manage your own thoughts when you think of what a, a creative ability your will is, your intention is. If your thoughts are repeatedly saying, God, you know, they'll kill us off eventually. They don't care how it's done. They don't care whether it's through GM foods or whether, whether it's through... Uh, uh, programming everybody from a distance to top themselves, they'll do it, then unfortunately you're <laughs> of a great negative creation there and then. So what we have to do is we have to let, allow our awareness to rise, You know, see what these things are actually happening, uh, uh, and as they come to our attention, clear any fear of them so that you're not setting yourself apart from oneness you know, it's not like this is what's happening in the big oneness and I'm outside it as a possible uh, victim of circumstance that could be subjected to some of this stuff. You stay in and the way to stay in your oneness and to stay in and belonging to all that there is with all its potential, all its beauty as well as its darkness is to clear your fear. Clear the fear and clear the separation, the illusion of separation that you have. So say, for example, um, well, that's a good place to start. This 
this harp, uh, this harp group. Now we've got enough evidence to say what they were doing. We've got articles. I've got article on my blog, uh, on my Facebook, which is Frank Micklem, uh, M I C K L E M, and they have a lot of information, uh, and they're using brilliant technology uh, in, in order to dominate people through their emotions and through potentially uh, intervention in the Earth's climate and weather patterns. So, absolutely major. Europe knows it's a serious situation, uh, the European Parliament, I mean, and uh, they are trying to make sure that uh, the, that there is some transparency about what is happening and whether any of this technology can be used for the good, which of course it can be, because the same uh, area of the atmosphere, the ionosphere, and the same technology of tuning into it can uh, very happily and very easily bring free energy to each and every person on the planet without ever using another lump of coal again or digging up a bit of uh, oil or anything. So there, it can be used for the good, uh, and, uh, and it's a matter of addressing it. But the way to address it is always to clear your response first of all, because fear only perpetuates a problem. So you tune in at what I'm doing now, and I'm asking for clarity. My intention is to ask for transparency, uh, a shift uh, from a... Uh, um, what would you might call it, from a disturbed use of power to a beneficial use of power, to, from, say, domination to compassion. And uh, it, because all energy is, uh, because everything comes from energy, we can just tune in and, and put these waves of resolution in place, literally from the comfort of your own armchair. But the key is to clear your own heart first and allow that to ripple into uh, the, the greater pond, <laughs> the ocean, so to speak, of, of oneness and all that there is and bring some resolution to the greater party. And what, what this lovely book that I'm just starting to read now, The Raw Material, a very original uh, channeling from, I think, from uh, extraterrestrial... Um, who came uh, over um, over 30 years, and the information was um, was obviously kept <laughs> and um, and recorded and put into a series of five books. Uh, the Law of One, Book One, this is called. And uh, <laughs> what I love is he says that the problem with our science, the problem with our science is that it does not recognize enough dimensions. Now, this makes me laugh, obviously, because I was talking about the seventh dimension earlier. <laughs> and, uh, and we often only recognize five in science. Even the sixth dimension is still uh, not given much credibility, uh, a, a sixth dimension of, of any uh, description. And so, actually, there's more dimensions than that. And just allowing that, and allowing that to be the the insight of the day is is to allow 
that what you see and hear isn't all that there is. You can expand your consciousness, expand your health into all that there is, into another lot of dimensions. A great exploration is very much due, I think. And the other thing that I just happened upon, even in the first few pages, is to say that the mistake we make, uh, one of the mistakes we make, <laughs> is that we think that light moves, whereas light doesn't move, light just is. And so when we say traveling the speed of light, as if somehow the sun is moving light down towards us and keeping us uh, warm and everything growing and everything else. Actually, it is, not, uh, it is not moving. It is simply here. And that's another way to understand our health as well, uh, that we have underneath our apparently solid bodies uh, full of um, you know, wear and tear and uh, growth and decay and uh, aches and pains and um, you know, germs, <laughs> flying around, threatening. Underneath the the, the immediate, uh, our current understanding of our health and our existence, we each have a structure of light. An absolute, uh, and so what you can do, um, and I'll do it for everybody now, <laughs> uh, is to ask to return to our original, the integrity of our original light structure. This relates to something, that, uh, an idea people might have heard of, that on the edge of the universe, there is a hologram of, uh, of everything. So uh, what we are doing is uh, we're kind of like a slightly imperfect, imperfect version of our original holographic existence. So uh, although that might be you know, a little bit much to, to take on board, just apply it. I never wait to fully understand something before I apply it. It's like, it's come into my awareness, I needed to hear it. So I'm going to meditate for a few moments. I'm going to clear, say I maybe clear my, uh, uh, my lack of understanding or my disbelief and allow that possibility in and say, can I now return fully to the perfection and integrity of my original light structure? And just watch how it heals. So many people in doing energy work full time, you'll see that when you go, my God, are they getting younger? You know, they are coming back to their original source. They're coming back to their central core. So I'm hoping that everybody listening to this program will start to practice this habit. Coming back to the core, feeling the love uh, from whence we came, feeling the light as much more fundamental than any other drama or polarity that might be showing up in life at the moment. So that last song we played, by, which is by J.T. Ryan, and now he was, uh, what was that song called? Ancient War, the ancient war between rich and poor, uh, and, and, and other wars. It is a, a brilliant understanding of time and how we experience it. And there's a time, uh, there's a right timing um, for for all things. So uh, perfect timing again. I was going to play something on the piano, but I think I might save that uh, so that I have my perfect timing <laughs> for it. 
But for the moment, I'm going to play one last song from his new album as a special treat and encourage everybody to get down there. Um, that is to, to Waterford to see him play. It's a, always a brilliant night. He's great live and uh, always has some great musicians also joining him on stage, or with some, one with a classical background, one absolutely ingenious guitarist, uh, lead guitarist on electric guitar, and uh, another, another man on the mouth organ, absolutely classic. You know, you could listen to any, any one of them for hours. But uh, I'll play now, as, uh, I think it's called Love Flows. It'll come back to me. Love Flows Like a River. And, and if you want to buy the album, which it would be brilliant if you did, because I'd love for him to hit the big time, um, uh, go on uh, J.P. Ryan, as in R-Y-A-N, jpryanmusic.com and uh, you can get his album there and uh, if you want to get hold of the lovely uh, Lucinda Drayton meditations uh, I played one of them today um, that's called the Letting Love In uh, album and it's on the Trimple, uh, Simple Truths series and that's uh, you can get that from lucindadrayton.com so, uh, and if you want to contact me and and uh, tell me what you think about what the way forward is, or if you're and whether you're interested in politics or energy or healing or animals, sacred geometry, all this stuff is just hinging together. I think we're really starting to pool our resources, and uh, especially at the Creating Calm Network. You know, I, I've. Uh, managed to connect in with some wonderful people here so have a listen to other programs as well and if you want to contact me uh, I'm on Facebook Francis Micklem or uh, email info at healingbyfrank.com and join my blog or something because I've always got great ideas and I love to hear your comments as well so here we go one last song for the road on in wonder as a child It was a flow like a river deep inside Deep inside Deep inside Deep inside Oh flow like a river deep inside Watch them on a black and white TV And I thought they were playing just for me Deep inside, 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 deep Up with a six string of my own 
everybody for listening and hopefully um, tune in next week. Uh, I'll be here and I'll be speaking to Bernadette Phillips' new insights for change. Uh, She's based in uh, Waterford, I think, and she'll be coming up to Harmony Hall uh, to to talk about what she's been doing and make further connections. So it's going to be great fun and have a brilliant week. And thanks a million for listening. If you want to hear any of the other podcasts uh, that I was talking to you about, like the man from who worked for NASA, or Michael Rice, the architect, or Margaret Denmead, who's the, the brilliant hypnotherapist from uh, Care and Tipperary, uh, although I'm sure nobody listening to this program would have any sort of addictions or problems they want to sort out, but <laughs> if hypothetically they did, a uh, great person to listen to, uh, Michelle O'Donoghue, lots of inspiration to be had. So uh, you could find that, I think, on the Creating Calm Network and Francis Micklem, that's yours truly, uh, uh, under my host page. So uh, thanks a million. Uh, Speak to you next week.